Live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio, CAB Incorporated presents Celebrating Powerhouse Women. Now, here's your host, Amanda Pierch. Hello and welcome to the Celebrating Powerhouse Women series. We are excited to have you join us for a series that salutes and recognizes women who are making an impact in our community. This wonderful series is presented by CAB Incorporated. Since 1982, CAB Incorporated has been a distinguished leader in manufacturing and global sourcing. Serving a variety of industries, including infrastructure, hydraulics, automotive, and rail with their precision machined iron and steel products. As a woman-owned company, CAB is proud to be the presenting sponsor of Celebrating Powerhouse Women series. Today, I would like to welcome our powerhouse guest, Paige Havens. How are you today, Paige? I'm wonderful. Thanks for having me on the show today. Thank you for joining us. Paige is the marketing and community relations consultant for a variety of different facets of our community. Um, I'll let her unpack that a little bit for us. She and I were chatting before the show, and there's so many different um, levels of what she does. We'll start out with um, a general idea of, of that role. Well, Amanda, I really have been very blessed to have a very diverse um, career. And um, what I love most is to really help people create change. I, I actually have change agent on my business card. And um, the goal is many people shy away from change. But I'm one of those people that is really absolutely enthralled to just dive straight into it and to help people take that intimidation out and to say, what is it you need to make happen? So many people don't walk out the big visions that they have for their companies or for themselves personally because they're too afraid to face the change. So, you know, if you, if you peel the layers back, it's often very doable if you take out that negative thought in your head. So um, it was, as my career moved along, I actually um, got to a point where I really wanted to focus on that full-time and really help and serve as a, as a kind of a private consultant to either nonprofits, for-profit you know, for businesses, in some individual coaching to be able to help people walk out what change they wanted to take uh, and make happen in their lives. So I created my company and uh, I'm, I'm a consultant and really pick and choose which projects really excite me. Mm, projects are exciting to me. We'll dive into those in a second. I want to rewind for a moment because you and I were chatting before the show and you just mentioned it. Um, change agent. What a powerful term and title. You were explaining how you derived um, to that, the change agent, and you mentioned several things that you participate in in change and I, I applaud you for being willing to dive into those uncomfortable situations people are scared of change you've been a change agent in Gwinnett County for over 20 years and you've tackled a multitude of projects local regional national and international are you able to share one of those specific projects with us and tell a little bit about that well absolutely um, one of the uh, international projects I stumbled on um, literally by riding in an elevator with someone up to the 1818 Club, um, met this group from Ireland, and they were putting together the world's largest stage show um, called On Eagle's Wing. And um, it was, I mean, I just kept pinching myself going how in the world did I get involved in this you know and um, it was just fascinating and all the different facets but I'll tell you that is actually an interesting story because that is one of the biggest if I dare say if I put it in the category 
one of the biggest growth opportunities of my life as as a failure because um, we had a gentleman who was doing the fundraising for that and kept reporting all of the great funds he was bringing in and the great funds. Um, Well, when push come to shove and we went to look at the bank account, it really wasn't there. And um, we did not have enough money to bring all of the musicians over to execute the show. Mm. So ultimately, it was a positive thing because the show must go on. on. And um, we, instead of bringing it here to the U.S., it launched in Ireland. But um, so I did get a chance to go to Ireland Ireland, and and experience that show from behind the scenes and and really, but, you know, it was a great um, disappointment to not be able to bring it here to our hometown here in Mm -hmm. Gwinnett. But um, I learned so much um, about all the different facets that that an international project takes on and and what, you know, the little idiosyncrasies are of that. So that's that's one example of the international. You know, locally, I've been involved in the SPLOS campaigns. Mm -hmm. I've been involved in the transit campaigns. Um, I'm helping drive GwinnettCares.org right Mm now, uh, helping everyone try to take the fear out of Mm COVID-19 and the pandemic. So, you know, the the regional projects, I, I work a lot in the brain injury association space. Um, because my daughter suffered a concussion Mm. years ago and um, became very connected with that. So I do a lot of work on the regional level, uh, working on healthcare issues. Yeah. Well, man alive, you've mentioned so many things I'd like to expand upon, but let's talk first about the GwinnettCares.org, because that applies to directly what's going on right now. And that's such a wonderful initiative that you created and launched. And you mentioned earlier, it was a conduit to kind of help people with resources. Tell us a little bit more about that so people can take advantage of visiting the site. Well, we have so many great resources in this community, but what we don't have with a population of almost a million people is one place for people to go to get information. Um, everything is so siloed. So um, we decided to build a communications platform that is just branded GwinnettCares.org. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not owned by any one organization, but it really is a conduit to information out in the community, things that already exist, like our helplines, like our co-ops, like our community foundation, um, the chambers of commerce. So it, it tries. we're trying to bring it in and make it where if everybody just knows the brand GwinnettCares.org, go there and you will hopefully be able to find the connections that you need to solve the problems that you're trying to face. Sounds like a one-stop shop. Yes. I, I, I feel terrible. I haven't known about it until just recently. I can't wait to visit the website whenever we conclude. Um, that's phenomenal that you initiated that, and I'm sure a lot of people in the community are, are taking advantage of that. I don't want to um, overlook the fact that you've had participation in a lot of healthcare and a lot of philanthropic efforts. I was doing a little social media perusing before our interview, and I saw this very um, vivid picture of you sleeping outside, and I'm sure that was for some sort of homelessness awareness initiative. Are you able to share a little bit about that experience and oh, end yes. result? Oh, my gosh. What a powerful thing. Um, it's Covenant House, Georgia. Um, they are the only homeless shelter for youth in um, the metro area. And um, it is a, a great experience to be able to walk out the path that these young people 
folks have to walk mm-hmm. uh, and to sleep out. So you're challenged, experience it. And uh, you are able to interact with the youth in the, in the evening and ask questions and understand more about their journey and how they got there. Mm-hmm. And, and the stories that, you know, so many of them by no fault of their own. And, um, but literally slept out, it was below freezing. Mm-hmm. And um, you're given a cardboard box and you can bring a sleeping bag and no other comforts are are allowed and um, you really get a sense of how vulnerable you feel sleeping now we were uh, in the confines of the Covenant House Georgia campus okay so so we were safe safe. yeah Um, but you really were outside Mm -hmm. and it was real and it was cold and it was a long windy night yeah but um what I learned from that is tremendous and I really encourage people to to find a way to dive into issues like that and understand more and it kind of I don't want to use the term humanizes because obviously they're all humans but it personalizes it for yes uh, in a better better term you we see people all the time youth elderly veterans just anybody uh, could fall subject to homelessness at the drop of a hat and a lot of people overlook the the people that they walk right over or pass at a stoplight and it forces you to kind of look at them with a closer eye and understand them as a person like you said yes every one of them has a powerful story story of success and a failure and um they just I I learned many years ago I worked for a church that had a food uh, a food ministry in in downtown and I learned the value of just looking them in the eye and smiling Yes. because it reminded them that they are seen. Yes. I, I agree with that 100%. Um, you, you have two children. I'll say really quickly, I'll preface that. And your daughter, Rachel, she serves at the Covenant House, correct? That is correct. Um, and she's the one who challenged me wow. to walk this out because um, I'm very involved in the discussions here in Gwinnett about our homelessness population mm-hmm. and our new solutions. That's, that's another part of my change agent role is really saying how can we address this in our community Mm -hmm. and um, they had such a powerful model I really wanted to go experience it so she challenged me to walk that out and I'm so grateful for it wow did she participate in the sleep as well she did yeah she did Um, separately as staff she Mm -hmm. had roles to do but yeah uh, yes well, cheers to you both for your participation in Thank that. You. you. You have such a robust um, history of service and so many different things that we can talk about. I'd like to ask you about a time you mentioned that the Irish stage show. Outside of that international um, experience, what are some challenges that you faced that have helped lift you up along the way that you were able to grow from and um, kind of sprout and, and be the woman that you are? Wow, what a great question. Thank you. Um, You know, I think that it feels so cliche to say that the times where you kind of step back and stumble are the times that you learn the most. And I think it identifies your weakness. Early on, I learned um, from a very wise man um, who was a mentor to me for many years that your greatest strengths are actually your greatest weaknesses. Hmm. So, and it is so true. And every time I find myself struggling to crossover hurdle I really check myself and so I'll give you an example you know you can be tenacious and you can be aggressive but at some point that becomes threatening to people Hmm. and so that's a very positive trait but it can also in excess 
take you to a different place. Mm -hmm. So um, I often have that little voice in my head that says, all right, check yourself. Do you need to back that down or, you you know, or uh, so, um, you know, I've, I have had experiences where I have caught myself, um, you know, really challenging how I think. Uh, I start with me mm-hmm. and, and say, all right, are you being realistic? Are you expecting enough? Um, are you expecting too much from other people? Um, and uh, Or too much from yourself. Mm. Sometimes you expect yourself to have super, superhuman powers, powers that you yeah. don't really have. Mm-hmm. So it's okay sometimes to give yourself permission to back down a little bit. I like that. We are our, our own biggest critics. And I know personally, I'm very hard on myself. And, and what you said resounds with me. So thank you. Mm-hmm. I'll have to think more about that. Uh, and I'll probably chat with you after the show about it as well. Um, you have so many different um, awards and so many different boards that you participate on. I'd like to rewind really quickly before we touch on all of your accolades. And I'd like to learn a little bit about Paige's roots. So tell us a little bit about where you came from, what school you went to. I know you went to UGA. Go yes. dogs, Mike. And uh, your experience to to arrive to where you are today. I am a Georgia girl. I'm an Atlanta girl, born and bred, married to my high school sweetheart. Oh. And um, I have to give him credit uh, for the woman I am today. Wow. And um, a lot of other people. Mm -hmm. But we've known each other a long time. And um, he's just what grounds me. And, but um, I am um, a woman of faith. I am a woman of passion. And um, I believe in people. And I, oftentimes I'm the one that's the voice that's believing in them when they don't believe in themselves. And because I've had people do that in my life. Uh, family has been a, a very rich part of who I am. And um, I've tried to instill that further into my children. So I, I'm a fierce mama bear. Mm fierce um much to my children's dismay some days but um but I'm also a very loyal friend and um I just I have faith in people I can see all of those qualities and I'm sure your children appreciate your your tenacity and your involvement in their lives as I mentioned to you earlier your daughter's participation in these philanthropic efforts the apple doesn't fall from the tree right fall far from the tree let's talk about Mason really quickly because I don't want to give Rachel some light and not shed some on Mason Bless you. Uh, Mason is a medical recruiter for Jackson Healthcare and wow what a time to be in any field related to the medical medical world um, Tell us a little bit about what he does there at as a recruiter and some of the things that he's experienced during this pandemic. Well, he made that shift in career uh, about 30, 45 days out of the pandemic hit, um, and it has been baptism by fire for him. But for so many years, we have been saying, you need to go into sales, son. You need to go in. You need to to really explore that part of you and he made that move and um, we knew it was right but lo and behold um, it could not be a better time to be in healthcare recruiting right now to help go out and find those specialists that are needed to help address this healthcare crisis Mm. so I think that um, it just was very fortuitous and we are very proud of him yes well thank goodness for his service and everybody that is in his his world that is supplying all these facilities with um, the subject matter experts that they need absolutely 
Um, I notice here that you're the vice chair of the Gwinnett Medical Center Foundation Board of Directors. You serve on a variety of other boards. Where do you find the time to participate in all of these extracurricular activities and be such a powerhouse mom and wife as well? I make time. You make time. And, but I'm very careful to choose where I apply that time. From early in my career, it was I want to serve on various boards to learn the different facets of the different industries and the different uh, nonprofits that were in our community. But now I really am very selective and pick and choose where I want to apply my time. I'm very passionate about having quality health care in our community. If we are not healthy, we have nothing as a community. Um, I'm very um, in, invested in economic development initiatives. I'm very invested in um, those big buckets. And I'm a 50,000 foot thinker. Wow. Okay. I, I don't like to get down in the weeds. I can do it. You know, I tell people I can clean houses. Mm -hmm. I did that in college. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't want to clean houses all day long. Um, uh, I'm good at a lot of things, but I love flying up at 50,000 foot, looking at the big picture and looking at what's coming and seeing the storms that are brewing. So we've got some big initiatives going on with relation to um, homelessness, with early childhood education, with quality health care needs, and um, with food insecurity. Mm -hmm. And so I'm spending a lot of time in that space right now because I'm okay with working on something that I may never in my lifetime see come to fruition to the depth that we dream it but somebody's got to dream big and get in there and help challenge our community to address what we see coming not just what we're in today wow not everybody has that um foresight or that ability to kind of view things on such a, such a broad spectrum so i tip my hat to you for that i know i'm able to see ahead but not on on a level like you just mentioned something that speaks to my heart that you just mentioned was not only the homelessness but also your food initiatives yes and that's just an astronomical um effort that you're doing um so you mentioned that you make time for the things that are important to you and you make time for your family you make time to be a mom a wife and you make time to serve our community um, work-life balance is something that a lot of people struggle with. If you were to give any of our listeners a, a tip or a trick about how you balance the two, what would you say to somebody that also wants to have such a large participation but also balance their home life? I say pick a place to start. And if it turns out it's not a good fit for you, if you're sitting in that boardroom and you're rolling your eyes and you're going, oh my gosh, and when you drive up to that location and you're sitting in your car going, oh, I don't want to go in. We've all been there resign from the board and move on that's clearly not your place and where you feel you're most impactful so be don't be afraid to just jump in and try some things but um you know find some find ask yourself what your real strengths are mm -hmm. and then really go and shop some boards and and shop some organizations and say where could i be most impactful to you now what you don't necessarily want to find yourself doing is becoming their um, free surrogate specialist uh you know and and uh, their accountant or their marketing director or their what have you but um but you to be an advisor and really where you feel like you can make a difference and you are pushing that organization forward when you find that you know it mm -hmm. and you want to stay there for a while and you really see that your input and your voice is making a difference in your talents so um but i um i always tell people i will never ask you to do something that i am not willing to do myself and um so 
when I'm involved in something and I'm trying to be a champion and out there rallying other people to come alongside, um, I think it's important that um, you walk the walk and talk the talk. I like that. Not only walk the walk, but you got to talk the talk. Absolutely. And put your money where your mouth is. I like those two things. That's a good place for us to pause really quickly before we shift gears. I'd like to recognize one of our partners. Cat Rangers is saving lives of cats and kittens one paw at a time. They are the special forces of cat rescue, and all of their felines recover in their lovely home-like center in Buford while they wait to find their forever homes. Cat Rangers is growing rapidly and is always seeking financial and volunteer support. Please contribute by visiting catrangers.org today. Yes, we love our little furry friends at Cat Rangers. If you guys are feeling alone in this time of social distancing, please check out their website. There are lots of furry friends that are looking for their forever homes, and they have a great staff that are looking to place them uh, with a loving family. So thank you for taking the time to do that. Now back to Paige Havens. I wanted to ask you, you're such a, a powerhouse woman to use that term for the third time. I like to use trailblazing. Chairman Charlotte Nash gave me that term. We'll use that one. You're such a trailblazer. Who are some of the people that have impacted you throughout your life? Some mentors. And who have you been a mentor to during your time? Wow. There is a long list of people that have served as mentors to me. Um, go back to, you know, my mom and dad modeled of course. good work ethic from day one. Um, but my grandmother was a very strong influence in my life. Um, I had great professional women early in my career who lifted me up and, and encouraged me and challenged me to do things that I wasn't sure that I was ready to do. Um, they taught me to say yes and to, to try it. And um, that's, I continue to say, why not? Why not me? Somebody's got to jump in there and do it. And um, a lot of people are like, oh, I can't do that. And I'm like, well, why not? Never know and until you try. Exactly. And um, again, just know when to back out and go try another route. And it doesn't have to mean that you failed. It just means that wasn't the right fit. Mm -hmm. So I honestly, when I talk about making time for boards, I also make time when um, young women reach out to me and say, tell me more how did you do what you do how do you do what you do how did you get where you are and and I always will stop and take time and make time for coffee and let's just chat and and but I always start with the question not only not only just tell me about you but what are you passionate about and that nine times out of ten early in their career they do not have an answer to that and I tell them you will find that balance you will find that sweet spot in you and you will find um, a great peace within you when you begin to discover that so get out there and start trying to find what are your passions and you don't have to adopt every cause so you know I will tell people you know there are certain buckets I don't spend a lot of time in because I'm just that's not my thing mm -hmm. and we all have our thing and so find it and then that's when you will find that work-life balance that really makes a difference and you will give and get in ways that you will have will never find otherwise mm. that's amazing you mentioned previously about um all of your your efforts about planting the seed you know you might not be there to see it through to fruition but you're developing the idea and you're planting the seed and that kind of goes along with it through the time that you spend with people you're planting the seed about their greatness and about how they can achieve and you're a wonderful role model i'm sure your, your children get to reap the benefits of all of your wisdom 
Um, now I'd like to ask you who specifically did you have a a person other than your parents a, a teacher or just a friend or maybe even you know an author I myself like Andy Stanley I also listen to a multitude of podcasts that are inspiring so who would you say is your go-to for inspiration wow that is a tough question when I really I have some very good girlfriends who will be very honest with me and brutally honest. And so there are times often I will call upon them to check myself, (laughs) um, you know, to to answer some of that self-doubt that I may have in my head or um, when the ego gets a little too big and and say, am I really thinking this through correctly? But um, I'll tell you, I, I go back to my husband grounds me. He is a very analytical man, mm-hmm. and I am very much the creative side. I, I have the analytical. I just don't like to stay in that part of my brain very often. But um, he can ask one or two questions, and I have the answer I need. I don't even have to say it out loud. So we know each other well. And, and uh, frankly, I get a lot of inspiration from working with the younger generation, mm-hmm. those coming behind me because they are constantly challenging me to think in new ways and see things from new perspective. I learn as much from my kids sitting around the table as they do from me mm-hmm. because um, I have to stay relevant. I have to stay current. So I am careful to surround myself with people who are old and people who are new to the scene. Yeah. And um, I'm also involved in Rotary. Ah, yes. And that is a very big part of my life. And because that is a group of people cut from very much the same cloth about service above self. Mm-hmm. And um, so I am blessed to be a part of the Gwinnett Rotary Club that has a lot of the main power brokers in this community. And we really challenge each other to think big. I can imagine. You served as the president, didn't you? For, did. for a while there? Yes. So I'm sure you were you were challenging many of the rotations. Is that the right? Uh, Rotarians. That, Rotarians. Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not an experienced That's Rotarian right. myself. Yet. But I do. Yes. Yes. I do hear a lot of great things about um, the Rotary Club. So you've served for 15 years here in Gwinnett. Yes. On the Rotary Club. That's yes. amazing. Um, it really is something that is a non-negotiable for me mm-hmm. um, because that is that is a group of people that really are not only doing things locally, but doing things globally. globally. Mm-hmm. So they share your passion. Yes. That's exciting. So you're an advocate for quality health care. You're the vice chair of the Gwinnett Medical Center. You serve on a bunch of different boards and you still find time to participate in the great Gwinnett Chamber of Commerce and things like that. You are a true definition of a powerhouse woman, Paige. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Now, we did give shout outs to your daughter and your son and you spoke very highly of your husband. His name is Reagan, correct? That is correct. And you said you guys met in high school? That is correct. What high school did you go to here in Gwinnett? We went to North Clayton High School um, on the south end of town. Okay. Yes. North Clayton High School. In Clayton County. Clayton County. Got it. Yeah. Yes. I was thinking Gwinnett, Clayton. Ah. No. I'm new to Gwinnett. I've only been here for two years, so I'm still still finding some places that I'm unfamiliar with. Let's see here, Paige. Thank you for sharing your wonderful story. I think that there's so many things that you and I could continue to talk about. I'd like to ask if there's anything that you want to share with our audience or any of the listeners that we didn't get to touch on or any tips and tricks that you'd like to leave as a nugget for someone that's listening. 
I want to challenge um, people to find something that feeds their flame. Okay, and sometimes it is, it is the community engagement, it's the community involvement, it's, it's playing a leadership role, but other times it's something just quiet. Sometimes we need, what is that quiet place that you go to that just grounds you again? And um, so I ask you to, what are those hobbies? What are those things that you need to have an outlet? We all have to have a place to escape to. And um, I think many people don't have that. And um, as I am finding later in my career here, that is something that is so important to make time for that. So, you know, I love art. Mm -hmm. I do sculpture and painting and pottery and, you know, reading or maybe it's traveling or Mm -hmm. photography. Find something that is just for you that allows you your you time Mm -hmm. so that you can stay connected. Not Not just there's so many influences about pressures of what everyone expects of you. Take time and spend time with yourself so that you can really know who you are and be true to you. I like that. So you don't get lost in the sauce and trying to be what others want you to be or conform to the role that we're in or society to sound liberal. But yes. um, that's that's very exciting. And I can see that you are a true um you you exercise what you preach that's really cool that you do pottery and sculpting and painting I see the creative side of you as you mentioned those things being a person that's an avid reader do you have any recommendations for anybody looking for a book during this quarantine time oh gosh I've actually been reading quite a lot lately but I have to confess that most of what I've read I have not been overexcited about <laughs> so it wasn't worth recommending no I um I guess probably uh where the crawdad sings has been one of the ones that has been a positive I have read the book educated uh-huh and uh that is um a powerful book to understand the power of education mm. so uh that one I think Check is, that one is, out. is a must read okay well for everybody out there listening I do encourage you to pay um gwinnettcares.org a visit that's your one-stop shop for all the community resources you can take a look at all the hard work that Paige and and her um team have put into it and if you have any questions I'm sure that um someone can point you in the right direction after visiting that site I wanted to thank you Paige for taking the time to join us today I know our schedules were kind of topsy-turvy in the beginning but I know you You made time because it was important to you to come in today, and I appreciate that. Thank you for having me. Thank you, and thank you for sharing all your wisdom with our listeners. I do want to take a moment really quickly to recognize um, one of our another one of our partners, and that is McCarthy Building Companies. McCarthy Building Companies is a general contractor specializing in healthcare, education, aviation, and commercial construction projects. They're committed to helping their clients achieve their short and long-term strategic goals. The McCarthy Partnership for Women believes that diverse perspectives drive better outcomes, and they are thrilled to support this Powerhouse Women series. Again, I wanted to thank Paige for joining us today, and thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you to all the people who participate in making this show possible. Thank you to our producer, Mike, today. Remember, you can catch these podcasts um, live every Friday at 1130. You can listen on businessradiox.com by selecting the Gwinnett Studio, and all of our shows are available on your favorite podcast app. Don't forget to stay connected with us on social media at Gwinnett Radio X. And until next time, I am Amanda Pierch, and this has been Celebrating Powerhouse Women on Business Radio X. (laughs) 